0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. My name is Becky Robinson, and I am so thrilled today to be interviewing Tina Dietz. And Tina is a friend I made actually as a result of this podcast. A previous guest, Jen T. Grace, introduced us, and I'm so glad she did because I've already learned so much from you, Tina. So before we dive in, I hope you'll take a moment and tell our listeners about your work in the world.
1: Ah, the work in the world. Well, my company, Twin Flame Studios, focuses on getting more great voices out to the world. Really, the mission behind the company is that audiobooks and podcasts are some of the lowest hanging fruit for people to start to change their lives. So, particularly with audiobooks and certainly with podcasts, they tend to be low cost or free. They're available in multiple countries. A lot of them can be in multiple languages. And the stories are what keep us all connected as human beings. So, the more that we can help leaders and subject matter experts and people who have lived extraordinary lives in the nonfiction space, which is our specialty, tell their stories and get it out to the world, the more we can make a difference and leave our own legacy as well as help with. The legacies of all these authors that we work with. So, on what we're talking about today is mostly our audiobook division, which is strictly nonfiction audiobooks. And we do full done for you production, publishing, and distribution, both for professional narration as well as author narration, which is something we're known for. So,
0: Tina, that's really intriguing. And I look forward to hearing more about that author voice narration, but let's talk for a moment first about audiobooks as a genre. And I'm curious to see what you've noticed about the trend of people buying audiobooks rather than other formats.
1: It's been an interesting arc because audiobooks are certainly not new. The first audiobook was produced during the Great Depression, and I believe it was a a Christmas story. And they've always been around. Those of us who are a little bit older will remember books on tape. (laughs) and getting them out at the library and things like that. But up until the shift in the market about six, eight years ago, where audiobooks became digital, the production of audiobooks was generally relegated to traditional publishing. It was very expensive to do and very expensive to distribute because everything was in a hard copy. First on tape, well, first an album, then on tape, and God forbid on 8-track, and then ultimately on CDs. So when everything went digital and Amazon and Audible became the same company, when voice acting and narrators became available more online, we had the rise of the gig economy. All of these things kind of created a perfect storm for the rise and the renaissance of the audiobook. So, audiobooks have risen in sales year on year in double digits for the last eight years. And some of those years, it's been a 20, 22, even 25% rise in the sales of audiobooks. So, it's a billion dollar industry in the US alone. And the accessibility of it is largely what makes them so, so, so popular.
0: Well, as the wife of a man who only consumes books via audio, I know that there are many people who really, are drawn in a big way to that ease of being able to listen while you drive or, you know, listen while you get something else done. And I think in a way you already answered this question, Tina, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are some reasons an author
1: would consider investing in an audiobook? Well, you definitely have to look at what your purpose is. And I'm really glad you asked this question. So on the nonfiction side of the equation, fiction is going to have a different answer, and I can touch on it if you'd like. But on the nonfiction side of things, an author wants to look at doing an audiobook to access a wider audience audience. First of all, a lot of executives, C-suite folks, people who are decision makers or at high levels in their career often listen to audio or listen to audio and buy a copy of the book so that they can switch formats because they can multitask and also because audiobooks you can listen to at faster speeds. So I know lots of people, including myself, who might put an audiobook up to one and a half times speed in order to be able to consume the information and get what they need and then maybe have a hard copy of the book to reference back or make notes in as they go. Use it as a learning tool and they, you know, use it to keep your brain juicy as you go. So having an audiobook does open up those markets. An audiobook is also a marketing tool and it is an evergreen marketing tool, just like your book is. So using snippets of your book in audiograms, in book trailers, in different parts of your material, or even potentially as material to create a course or modules in the back end membership site that you might have you can use your audiobook in all of these different ways as an asset not just distribute it on audible
0: so tina this might be a good time to talk about this idea of an author narrated audiobook
1: why might an author choose to narrate their own book well speaking as an entrepreneur myself i would say that we all have egos so that's <laughs> really the first <laughs> that in truth you have to know that if you've gone through all of the process of writing a book that is part of your soul on paper and it is in your voice. And of course, you want to have the experience. And I hear this all the time, I'm the only person that could narrate this book. Now, that's not actually true, but an author may actually feel very strongly about that. And we should probably also, if we have time, talk about why an author wouldn't narrate their own book, because most of our authors come to us assuming that they are going to narrate their own book. But for those who do want to have that, you know, if you are going after speaking gigs, if you want to have your voice known in a particular industry, or if your voice is already highly associated with your work, you have a popular podcast, you're a TED speaker, so on and so forth, there may be some congruency to having your voice on the book, at least in part. Not every author narrates their entire audiobook. Sometimes we do what I lovingly call a Tony Robbins sandwich which is a hybrid version of the book where the author introduces the material, does maybe the introduction or the first chapter, and then kind of hands it off to a professional narrator who shares similar vocal qualities as the author and certainly has similar energy as the author. And then the author comes back at the end of the book to wrap things up. That sometimes is a happy middle ground between the two, given how busy most of our authors are. Well, that's an amazing
0: idea. And so, in addition to being maybe too busy to narrate your own audiobook, Tina, what are some other reasons an author may not choose to narrate their own audiobook?
1: Well, not every expert has, first of all, a great voice, and not every expert has the desire to do it. And that has a lot to do with it because it feels like a slog behind the microphone. Because narrating an audiobook is no joke. It takes time, it takes discipline. We fully produce and direct our authors through the process. We remote into their home offices, make sure that we get great sound quality, all kinds of great stuff to support them. But ultimately, if you aren't feeling it, you're not going to have a good audiobook. And so, not everybody is a verbal communicator. They might be really strong in writing, but not really enjoy a lot of speaking. Particularly in long form narration, like an audiobook requires. So, there's a really important cocktail of desire, skill, experience, and time that go into whether we determine it's the best path forward for an author to have their own voice on the book versus a professional narrator on the book. And not for nothing, but some authors may actually have either physical or other issues happening that it's not a good fit for them, depending on what they have going on in their lives or their abilities.
0: That's really helpful. So when do you find is the best time for an author to release
1: their audiobook? We tend to have authors come to us in one of two areas or one or two timeframes, I should say. One is that they're getting ready to launch a new book. And if it's an author-narrated book, we can generally... And they're planning on doing pre-orders their book. There are some technical caveats to when you can actually get your audiobook launched, particularly on Audible. Audible is the 500-pound gorilla in the room when it comes to audiobook distribution. They do own about 60% of the market share in audiobook sales. So not being on Audible is going to be a problem for you if you're not there. So they have some rules about when you can get your audiobook out. But generally, we can get pretty close with an author-narrated audiobook to your launch date. And that's kind of one scenario. You're launching a new book and you end up putting the audiobook out either at the same time as the other versions of it, or it's a staggered launch anytime, generally within the first six months of the launch. There's a lot of advantages to doing it that way because it extends the life of the launch and you can get the same audience excited about a new format or reach people that you haven't reached before. So it's a nice marketing technique to stagger your audiobook launch after the hardcover or ebook versions of the book that might come out first. The other version of audiobook launches comes into play when we have a book that could use a second life. Many authors come to us and they say, I wish I could relaunch my book knowing what I know now. They may have had a difficult relationship with their original publisher, or they didn't have the chops that they have now in marketing. So an audiobook is a way to give your book a second chance and basically have a second launch. And that's really valuable as well. And some folks even want to do a second edition of their book or add new material to it. So that comes into play as well.
0: That's all really great advice and aligns to what I've coached authors to do. So I'm glad that we're on the same page. It's encouraging to hear. We have
1: been in all (laughs) of our
0: conversations. I know. So, Tina, I'd love for you to explain to our listeners about the steps that you take as you coach authors through this process. Obviously, you mentioned that it's done for you. So you're creating the audiobook for and with them. Tell me about those steps and about the timelines so that if our listeners are considering investing in an audiobook, they know what to expect.
1: Yeah, let me talk about timelines first. So generally, we're looking at about 90 days in either case, whether it's author narrated or professionally narrated. And some of this highly depends on the availability of the author, certainly in the case of author narrated, but also in the case of professionally narrated, because there are key times uh, that the author is needed to make choices. So for example, in the professionally narrated case, we have an audition process that's just very robust, and we get about 150 auditions per book on average. We curate all of those auditions, first for sound and goodness of fit, and also the energy can we actually believe that this narrator is delivering this material, that it's theirs? All of that gets done on the first round. The second round is professional vetting. Can they meet the timeline? Can they meet the budget? How are they to work with? So we do all of that before we present our authors with a list, generally of about eight to 12 choices of our top picks with their auditions and our notes on why we think they're great. But we need the author to have take the little time to listen through those things and make a choice. So depending on how busy the author is, we can throw timelines off based on how much time they take or, God forbid, if they decide to do decisions by committee, which which can happen, which can certainly happen. But the authors, one of the couple of the key things that we do that are important because the author has creative choices. We're not taking over the process like a traditional publisher would. We also don't take any rights or royalties. So we keep our authors involved in the creative process one way or another. So on the case of professional narration, once we have a narrator selected and we've produced kind of the first 15 minutes or so of the book and we're on board, everybody's on board with the tone and the pacing, the characterization that the narrator's using, process goes quite quickly. And we, of course, handle all of the, not just the narration and the direction, but the proofing, the editing, the mastering. And after the author has had a chance to sign off on everything and it's all good to go, it goes into a quality control process. And quality control on Audible can take up to 30 business days. So that's all part of that 90-day period that I'm talking about. And similarly, on the author narrated side of things, I mentioned before, we do sound checks, we do all of that. And then it's a matter of scheduling the recording times. And you cannot bang out an audiobook in a day. Most professional narrators don't record for longer than two to three hours a day. So. A non-professional, like even a professional speaker, very, very rarely do we run into authors who can narrate for longer than two hours at a time, more likely it's 90 minutes, without losing gas, without their energy dropping into their feet. And that's okay, but you do have to account for that in the schedule.
0: What would be the average length of an audiobook in this nonfiction kind of thought leadership expert space?
1: A lot of our books are right around the 30,000 to 50,000 word mark. When you get into really short books, really short books, 20,000 words or less, don't tend to do as well in sales for audiobook. There are some exceptions, of course, simply because audiobooks are generally sold on a membership basis. And so when you are an audiobook member of Audible and you have credit that you can use on an audiobook that is an hour and a half or two hours long versus eight or 10 hours long, uh, the perceived value is higher on the longer book. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't do an audiobook version of a shorter book, but we might tweak the distribution strategy and talk with you further about how that audio is going to be used to the best advantage.
0: Wow. I am learning so much today and I am sure our (laughs) listeners are as well. So my final question as it relates to audiobooks, Tina, is what's the range of investment that an author should expect if they want to create an audiobook with the type of support that your organization provides?
1: Sure. Absolutely. I think that for most books, on average, we look at Somewhere in the three to five thousand dollar range, sometimes less for shorter books, sometimes more if somebody wants say multiple narrators, if they want music added. We've had a few specialty books that we've done that have even incorporated the audio from video clips and things like that that have happened from major events and whatnot. But the average kind of cost of an audiobook with everything included, including the distribution, is definitely going to be in that three to five range.
0: I appreciate that transparency because I think it really sets people up to consider whether this is an investment that they're prepared to make. Absolutely. So, Tina, our listeners are used to us always giving them action steps at the end of every sure. podcast because this is the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I know you have a couple of action steps that you'd like people to take today.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. The first thing is, have you ever read your book out loud? take a couple of chapters of your book and just try reading it out loud. See how it feels. See how you like the material. Most of our authors, when they read their book out loud, which we have them do before they step into any kind of recording situation, you know, you have a series of reactions to your own work. We all do. You also have a series of reactions to the sound of your own voice, and that's okay too. But try it on, try it out and see what that's like for you. If you're in the process of writing a book, definitely read the book out loud before you finalize your editing. You will find all kinds of things there to make the book more narrative, maybe to shorten up sentences a little bit. And you'll even catch errors that you didn't catch when you were just doing it visually. So that's the really the first thing. Go read your book out loud. The second thing is, is that a lot of the things that I talked about today, we've put into a guide and we also have uh, frequently asked questions and all kinds of good information, best practices, and a full kind of step-by-step guide on how to get your audiobook done. And you can find that at launchyouraudiobook.com. That is so easy to remember. And we will also have it in the show notes. Thank you.
0: So, before we wrap up our conversation today, Tina, I was hoping that you could share with our listeners how they can get to know more about you personally and your business. And we again will put all of those links in the show notes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, as far as social media goes, if you just look up Tina Dietz or the Tina Dietz pretty much on any social media platform, I'm happy to say I'm the first face that tends to pop up. So, yay for SEO. <laughs> the second thing is, is that you could just go to our website, which is twin flamesstudios.com Add the S's in, TwinFlamesStudios.com. You can check out some of our information uh, podcast episodes there. Check out our audio library and all kinds of good stuff there for you. And you can also get in touch with us through the Contact Us page there.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Tina, for investing some time with me this afternoon. And I know that this is going to be a popular episode, so I look forward to sharing it. And I look forward to our continued collaboration. Me too. Thank you so much, Becky. This is fun. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com.